Hello, welcome back to the Age of Empire, the ASAP League Age of Empires podcast. I'm your host, Lazero, uh, as I go by. I don't know which, I think I go by Lazero. Anyway, I'm joined by Matt. How's it going, Matt? Hey, it's going great. Glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. No, and um, I think I think it's good because I think we've like we've we've kind of striked a good balance between you and, uh, and Boxer Saint uh between the aoe2 and aoe4 i kind of i kind of feel like that's good uh we'll be covering probably a little more aoe4 focused uh uh on this this episode that's going to come out um but i think that's good i think it's good to kind of keep up with the game and i know i know it's very important that this game is successful so hopefully with all the changes and eventually the game can continue to build its steam and uh continue to do well and we'll we'll see how it goes right <laughs> yeah absolutely definitely rooting for this game uh, yeah, I, I, I hope I hope for the best uh, for sure. Um, so I think the first thing we can probably get to, uh, which is wow, we we got a couple posts here. We're gonna we're gonna start with a post that was way back in the beginning of March, so just a month ago. Um, but it was the roadmap uh, for AOE4 in 2022. I think it's important to go over. Um, they're they're kind of creating this season model, which I think is pretty common in most uh, esports or, or, or like competitive multiplayer online games. Um, so I, I think that's pretty regular. Um, is there anything I, I don't want to go into? Like, well, we could get to specifics when we get there, but I don't read everything here. Uh, but um, maybe maybe your first kind of reaction to the rank modes. Um, what what have you there? What what say you? <laughs> what say you? Um, what say you? <laughs> uh, I say that uh, this has been a long time coming. I'm actually quite excited for this. Um, I think a lot of people felt um, sort of when the game released back in the fall, they sort of felt it was an incomplete version. No rank ladder, no uh, map editor. It was uh, like no, beta no 2.0. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It felt like a, like a, like a bit of a beta. Um, so I think uh, this has been a long time coming and I think this season model, like you mentioned, it's very popular, and I think there's a reason it's popular. I think um, these these challenges and rewards get people, get players invested and interested. You want to log in to to collect the next seasonal rewards. So I think it's good for the game. Um, yeah, some of these features that um, that should have been there on day one that weren't, unfortunately, the ranked ladder. That's huge. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I, I myself consider myself a more casual player, but there are many competitive players out there who who have been looking forward to this. The map editor, this is something that I love. I've loved it in Age of Empires 2 um, and in, in other RTSs. So this is something I'm definitely going to be enjoying. Uh, well, hopefully, it's something I'm going to be looking <laughs> into and hopefully enjoying, I should say. And uh, seasonal rewards, yeah, all great stuff. Anything... Uh, cosmetic in the game um, like uh, portraits and coat of arms and monuments and things of that nature um, really really good uh, like I said it breathes life into the game so I'm quite excited to, to see this this uh, update yeah and, and I think the one big thing is like perception is a big key uh, with a game like this and, and it's an, it's kind of unfortunate that it had its big jump and now now it's kind of trying to get its you know create its actual stable player base um, but unfortunately, sometimes when there are a certain features missing, it can it can put people off, or it can, you know, some people might not care. It kind of depends on what you're interested in. The the reality is at this point, there's not that many RTS features to to try out. Um, so I don't think you're what's the word? I don't think you're uh, 
you know, I don't think you're really competing with other RTS, but I think the biggest thing is for the R- people who are already RTS fans, uh, making sure that they feel heard and the changes that are made are made. Um, I think uh, a big thing will be hockey improvements as well. Um, so more categories in the hockey menu, ability to rebind hockeys, um, control groups, and, and you, deciding whether to use alt or shift. Like, I, I think they've they've made a lot of things, features that are already customizable in other modern rts game so i think that's another big thing about uh, aoe4 in season one is there anything else that kind of sticks out to you here on this uh this first post that that we're looking at here all the posts will be linked in the description by the way if you want to take a, a quick read uh, over the more key f- features that we might not get to um yeah anything else that sticks out to you here on the first page um j- just one thing that i wanted to add i think the the hot key thing obviously this is huge uh, I myself don't mind. I'm one of those weird people who actually likes the the grid hotkey. Um, I but... like grid too. No, grid salt. I, mean, I think grid is a very solid basis for. An I RTS think so games. too. I think I... so too. But a lot Listen, of players, you're not a lot building... of people, really like to hate on it. So, and and I think from what I'm gathering, at least from what I've seen online, that's the majority of players. So I th- I think I'm we're probably in the mono- minority. But well. I... I think that it's it's probably has to do a lot though with um the way the grid is set up, right? Because I think the one biggest thing that you take from Ruby Four right, is the feel like there's a lot more buttons to press, um, and the the scale of it is is, is somewhat bigger. Um, I think the fact that you're gonna be able to remap the things that you're more likely to use might be a big one. Um, I I think just having everything in the same spot is always good. Um, I. I don't really want to go into this tangent, but I always find it interesting because there was um there was a series of like RTS players that were like remapping things to be like the most ergonomically like best for your hand. Um and that was wild, like absolute wild placements that people were getting used to because it allowed for like the person to, to have the least amount of st- stress on their hand as they as they played. Um so that, that might be something to look into that's uh, yeah, craziness. and I, I mean th- that's certainly a consideration. If you play a lot, then you know you want to make sure you're you're comfortable. But really, I think the biggest plus in all this is that you know customizability. That's really what it's about. People can remap their keys and and buttons and mouse buttons to their heart's content. They can do whatever they want, and uh, that's great. If if you like grid, continue. You know, keep going with grid. Um, if you want to remap, you have all the options there for you for sure for sure um so yeah i think we can probably move on from the, our first uh first web page here that we're following we have we have a, a part one two three set up already uh thanks to my lovely friend matt here um so we'll continue on um because i think the last one is probably is the most recent update uh, is probably the one we're going to get into a little more accurately because uh, there's some major updates for the game itself um but the second post that we have here is uh the content editor um yes. now i like this this name kind of throws me off a little bit um <laughs> as it but its name is like confusing me because what it makes me think of is like creating i don't know working in the game so someone who is shooting youtube videos could have the easiest time is that what this is matt <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not talking about social media content or YouTube content or anything like that. They called it the content editor because it includes it includes more than just the map maker, which is really what what I'm most interested. So, content in. editor is like the umbrella term for 
things that are similar to the map maker, uh, but they're all under this umbrella con content. Yeah, it really, it's the it's easiest a, way to explain it. Yeah, really, it's a modding tool, and I think they could have Got named it. it modding tool or, or something of that nature, and and that maybe would have been more clear. But um, yeah, the the content editor, how they how they um, they term it, it's uh, it includes maps, um, a map editor like we mentioned. Uh, tuning packs, which are mods for for changing like unit stats and things. Um, you can uh, there's a feature where you can write uh, code to generate um, different maps based on based on you know the the code that that you want. <laughs> you, can, you can yeah okay you can you can get into and, that, that stuff if you like that. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, a game mode thing, uh, mm -hmm. game mode uh, tool or or module or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think this is going to be used to recreate uh, sort of famous mods that uh, that have been around for a long time in Age of Empires 2, for example. So, you know, anything from from like zombies to um, RPG style scenarios to uh, tug of war kind of, um, uh, you know, League of Legends or Dota kind of game modes. So I think I think. And I'm not not 100 sure, but I think this modding tool will allow players to go nuts and and make make all these remake all these these uh, these things that have been around with uh, Age of Empires 2 for a while and other maybe new things new things we haven't seen. Yeah, no, and and I think that's very exciting. Um, they also post here a little bit about the uh, you know portraits, uh, monuments, coat of arms. Um, and kind of, I, I do like that they're using the bronze, silver, you know, gold, platinum, dime, the usual things. Uh, but they actually have a, a sword and axe and a, um, what would you call that? Uh, a, a pitchfork, I guess. A pitchfork, yes. Um, in this like kind of cool X pattern with the sword in the middle. I, I, I really like that. It's a nice little touch. It's like, it's keeping that medieval theme, but you know, obviously the word base is probably going to be similar to what we see in every other multiplayer game. Um, yeah, no, this this looks this is great. And now we can maybe get into the thick of things, as I like to call it. Are you ready for this, Matt? I'm so ready. So ready. Okay, so this is the major update. By the way, this is gonna be dropping the 13th, which is perfect. We're gonna release this release this episode before um the uh rank season one kicks off um with the content editor and the rank. So perfect timing for us. Um <laughs> uh I guess uh so what where do i start where do i start uh so i know several, there's, there's so yeah, much here i'm gonna I'm I'm skip over a little several balance changes were made um giving the public feedback so there's already a bunch of people that have been playing kind of this new the new updated like most recent version uh they're just getting public feedback for them um so the first of is stonewall tower costs uh from 200 to 300 stone so perhaps people are getting it too early or, or perhaps making too many of them are either these the things that you're in your consideration, Matt. Oh, geez. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you see them in, in games. Uh, I play a lot of um, player versus AI, and a common tactic is walling off, uh, of course. you know, walling off like a mountain pass and putting stone Stonewall towers pass. everywhere. Um, so it, this, this, this kind of feels like defend a little less or stake your claim on the territory a little less uh, is what I'm seeing from this. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, they're effective against an AI player, but you know, if someone comes in with a bombard or, or a trebuchet, yeah, then it's done. yeah. It, okay, know. maybe, 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 we're, yeah. Oh, we're gonna keep going, and we're just gonna get our initial reactions uh, as to because uh, this is what we are. We are a casual podcast. You know what I mean? 
Um, whether you, you know, this is the fun thing because you can completely disagree with us and just get mad at us if we're wrong. <laughs> yes, um, send us your hate mail. Yes, yes, that's what we're waiting for. Um, SUL herbal te- medicine technology moved from Dark Age to Castle Age. This is interesting to me because it just feels like they realized that in early game this could be abused. Uh, SUL is which, which that's the uh. Sorry, I'm uh, Delhi Sultan, I guess. I don't, yeah. I don't, so I, I imagine that Herbal Melson uh, was just a little overpowered in the early game, uh, because they moved in two ages. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even remember what it does. I think, I think it gives extra health to to their scholars. I'm not, um, I'm not 100 sure. When, whenever I play Delhi, I just click the, I just click the the technologies because they're all free. And all I, right, so Herbal Melson, um. It increases the healing rate of religious units by 100%. So essentially, oh, okay. I imagine this was being abused. <laughs> yeah, the bajillion scholars, I can see how that could get 100%. pretty obnoxious. Um, another big one is uh, the Chinese uh, Imperial Office official train time reduced from 30 to 20 seconds. This is reverting the change from the original PvP releases. Oh, so originally they hadn't done this, or they did this, and then they reverted it. So I imagine... I mean, if, it kind of feels like if you're playing the Chinese, like your imperial officials are, are like you need to be able to manage them in, a, in an effective yeah. way. So, so I imagine it's like okay, just because you have more doesn't mean you're managing them better. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think uh, I don't see it here, but I believe they actually changed the cost of the official as well. Um, uh, co- that might have been cost- an earlier change that that, that we're not we're missing. Maybe, here. maybe I think it now costs food and gold, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, and I think once again, it's like it's these things that it's like you, you just have to manage them uh, properly. So that's probably why they were able to to be like, yeah, it doesn't matter because I think it's a max four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if it's a max four, then you're gonna get those four quickly anyway. So just about manage them properly. Um, the orchard bonus uh, for the um, Delhi and Abbasid. I don't know why Abbasid. they use these. Why they use these weird abbreviations but basically yeah. they they nerfed the the berry bonus berry food bonus sure it, whatever sure sure yeah um and then the Rus uh, bandit arms bonus decreased from 1.5 to 0.5 which um i mean that that seems like they're probably seeing some unfair advantages with that it's it's so funny with when a game's so early in its stages that like all these tweaks can have massive impacts or nothing at all you know because yeah. there's so many other things to discover um apart from that they've uh they fixed a bunch of crashes so i'm I'm gonna skip through that um so uh maybe maybe let's get let's continue on here unless you have any final thoughts on maybe the specific uh um tuning they did there uh no no real thoughts i haven't experimented with it i have no real opinions no worries um so the big thing is here yeah we, we mentioned the rank season starting next week april 13th um they've implemented a global build queue um using the global build yes. queue, you get an over- overview of all your upgrades and units in queue at all times in the heads up display in the hud um what do yeah, you think of this so, yeah so um i actually uh i tried to i jumped into a game uh today to try it and it's one of those quality of life changes i i think it's uh i i like to compare it to the uh, hotkey uh changes mm-hmm. in that it's something that players have been asking for and it um, it really does help you have a little a little cue in your bottom uh, left corner that shows all the texts that are currently 
um, being researched, which is nice. Uh, you can see there's a little progress bar. You can see how much how much longer until uh, until the tech is is finished. I it might also do units. I I don't remember, but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just really cool. It's something that they've added to Age of Empires two a while back, and um, um, and uh, yeah, if if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember anymore. Yeah, no worries. But I mean, uh, it's regardless. Um, this will be nice for those who, who use it. I'm. I'm yeah, gonna, I wonder it, how great. it looks like. Is it? Does it? Does it? Like, I'm hoping it's not too intrusive as well. Um, no, it's very. It's very small. Um, I haven't granted. You know, I haven't. You know, clicked every single technology to research them all at once. So I don't. I haven't seen how far the queue goes. Mm -hmm. Um, but from what I've seen, it's uh, it's pretty nice. It's a nice change. All right. Uh, continuing on. Um, so you, oh, by the way, if you want to enable this, I think you have to go, um, into your settings and, and do so. Um, but beyond that, uh, you can actually click on the queue itself as well. So it's, it's integrated that way as well. Um, oh, okay, I was going to say the, there's some improved hockey changes. So we've added the ability to rebind hockeys to mouse three, four, and five. So if you're, if you have your gaming mice, <laughs> And you have all those buttons there you want to use. There you go. Uh, quickly toggle on or off control group exclusivity or use any number of new hockeys to remove a unit from a control group. So um, this is an interesting thing because I, I think what... One of the things that I've noticed is like when you have multiple things on like a hockey, they also kind of show you one, two, um, which is kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I really dislike that about the game. So I'm glad they changed this. It 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 was a nightmare to try to 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 exclude units from a from a control group. Control that I group, yeah, made. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It was kind of a pain. So I'm glad. So so this this should probably work more like how modern RTS work with with control groups. That's what I'm hoping this change is doing. I'll have to actually test it out though, to be sure. Yeah. Um. Sorry. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep rattling off here. If at any point you want to jump in, jump in. Um. We are able to bind other commands to Alt and Shift keys, so Alt and Shift keys weren't able to bind to other things before, because um, uh, I don't quite use Alt, but like Tab, you know, I, there's certain there's certain keys I do like uh, switching. Um, is now possible to navigate on the map after being eliminated or when the game is over. Oh, this is probably one of the biggest changes people were asking for. <laughs> yeah, this is big. This is nice. It's just to see, you know, you lost. Um, let's just see how my opponent was doing at the end of the game. And you can actually go over to their base and, and see how, how badly, how, how far ahead they were, uh, and, uh, and how badly they stomped you. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, also the fog of war is revealed to all players of the game is over. That's fun. You can actually see, uh, all the specific things. Um, patrol move has been added. So that's great. Um, nice little feature. So you can like set up a path for your units to move around. Uh, you also have the random sieve selection if you want to have fun. <laughs> so that's always yeah. nice. This is this. It's a mystery to me why this wasn't there on day one, but this is great. Um, they've unveiled a brand new art of war challenge with advanced combat. I I love these little like military type things where you just like maneuver units and fight. I I, I love those things. So I I I'm all here for those. Um, I almost want like a challenge <laughs> of how many units can survive. I. Uh, I I uh, have a fondness for that. Um, Q dodging cooldown system has been added, so that's good. Uh, so if you if you uh, if you're queuing and then you dodge, 
so essentially because people would queue yeah uh, i think it's it's, yeah, it's whether people it's leave or how does it work yeah yeah that, that's right um it's if you're waiting for a game someone jumps into your lobby or into your matchmaking or, or whatever they see that it's a water map for example they don't want a water map they immediately oh, leave. leave so they actually and, implement a system now for it yeah so this is this penalizes players who who do that it's it's you know a little late but i, I mean that's why i imagine that's why it feels so much like a beta the fact that like all these things haven't been introduced till now right yeah it, exactly um, and it's hard because like like once you release the game you don't really have the hype of releasing the game so uh hopefully though this can be a slow build back up um they've uh ch- they made some improvements to the layout of the chinese dynasty ui which is great <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot easier to manage right now and look through and and, and observe so that's great um uh they've yeah i don't have anything much more to add to that uh based on player feedback and data we have made difficulty uh tuning to six campaign missions um so there's certain there's certain campaign missions they've adjusted which is fine i don't really have too much of a problem with that um and they have a yeah, royal neither. rumble oh sorry did you want to add something to the no, no no that's i i was just gonna agree a lot of these are from the french campaign the hundred years war Mm-hmm. uh for so the very the first one it's the second one the it's first the, one. the first two i believe are from the normans and the and the other four are from um the hundred years war there, there were some missions where it was like oh i i just ran out of you it's not like i lost but i just like ran out of units to take this thing. <laughs> yeah. uh which is which is an interesting way to lose it's like you didn't really lose but you're just standing here and have to build one one soldier at a time until eventually you get maxed again uh yeah some in-house mods from the team so the royal rumble game mode which is fun uh yeah that's based on the regicide um game mode from from age of empires 2 so you have to kill enemy kings basically see with the royal rumble this this actually had me intrigued um because i want like uh you know in like wwe like pro wrestling there's like a royal rumble where people go in every 30 seconds sure so i was just imagining like a game mode where um two people start on the map close to each other and then like ever i don't know every five minutes someone joins in or maybe <laughs> yeah, it'd be shorter to... every three minutes but like the idea is like okay you're you're starting from like nothing but those two are fighting each other already so <laughs> and then they keep yeah, going that... until there's eight people on the that, map. that would be pretty interesting or like you tag your your teammate in somehow Ooh, tag team yeah 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 uh like like all of a sudden you can you just have a zone where you can't be attacked and you can like develop your economy again um and then and then when one person starts losing you can take the other person back in and then they can like try to reboom that would be fun yeah, um, something for you for you modders out there with the new content creator get on yeah, that for sure and then they also a uh, bunch of uh some maps um some little game modes so you can definitely check those out i'm sure those are fun um bah, 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 bah. i don't really need to get into mod bug fixes <laughs> i think i'm good for there uh balance update goals this might be good to go over now oh yes this is actually wow i'm not even halfway done this page okay okay let me let me just preview how far we're going uh to know how fast we're going oh boy yeah we this, might <laughs> this is this is pretty big i don't know if we want to go over this sort of line by Here, line this is this is what we'll do we'll do the developer notes sound good i think that might be sure here here 
well i'll i will we will skim through this um and and this will actually give us talking points to talk about so it'll be good uh but either way their goals according to the devs here is to tighten win rates in preparation for a first rank season encourage earlier conflict on the map with deer patches uh, so trying to get people to actually get deer improve the field moving naval units increase strategic options with more effective retreats Increase risk and counterplay when constructing buildings near the enemy forces. Ensure civ unique units stand out instead of being niche counters. That's good. <laughs> yep, that's great. <laughs> yes, my civ unit can counter this one specific thing in one specific matchup. Um, make dynasty bonuses more useful for the period of the game in which they are unlocked. Create more compelling decisions making around landmark picks. Uh, so for all civs, few construction build time has been slower. Uh, for the Springle, the Mangonel, and the Traction Trebuchet. Actually, this is big. So Siege Weapons are frequently built by many infantry at the same time in the field. We want to add more time to give opponents an adequate chance of counterplay. I think that's one thing, actually, that a lot of people have noticed about me before, is they can just spring, you know, spring up a Siege unit out of nowhere. Um, yeah. And uh, this is, I think this is a good change. <laughs> yeah, the, the Abbasid especially, because they get to do it uh, just for free um, as part of, as one of their Civ bonuses. Mm -hmm. And the Mongols, uh, if they research their advanced uh, siege engineering tech, they can do it too. Um, yeah, I think siege weapons in general need a bit of an overhaul, I think, in my opinion. Um, they they got nerfed a few months ago, but I think they're still too strong. Um, so. like, it it kind of felt like they didn't want to do the AoE 2 thing where, like, you know, someone puts a castle and then, like, you have to... You know, especially for lower rank players, it's like it's like just too hard to stop it. But like they they've yeah. kind of done the opposite, where it's just like if you're all of a sudden your whole base is done in two seconds, you know. So yeah, uh, I'm, I and I mean you can just build nothing but siege weapons and and win, which which isn't fun either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, another thing they've done is made scouts uh, a lot more effective. Kinda, um, they they want to have early harassment is what they're getting from this. Uh, so you can actually effectively harass early. Um, villagers can carry more hunted meat. Oh, they already talked about this. Uh, so earlier game, essentially hunted meat, uh, research time. They're, they're just making sure you can get uh, hunt deer a lot easier. Um, uh, and they've made some changes to the naval part of things. Uh, I'm not going to go into the naval changes. It, it just seems like it was very clunky and it was not something that... It's like they have the main game, which already they're trying to like tweak, and then it's like you know <laughs> this whole other game mode for maps that involve a lot of water units. Uh, there's a lot here. Uh, once again, a link will be in the description if you want to go through all this. Um, I don't think we will. <laughs> um, core buildings and upgrades. Buildings constructors receive fifty percent more damage. I actually really like this. Players are dropping buildings in the middle of battles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This I is love this. No, this is this is so true, especially. Um... Uh, outposts walls and uh, keeps of course are, are very common uh to you, be dropping on top be, of your enemy you should either have map control right or be undetected if you get a building up in the middle of a battle you know like <laughs> yeah if you're building a, a, a you know a keep in on the front line it shouldn't be it should be pretty easy to to counter that if you have even you know even a a decently sized army so i think this is um th this change is good yeah and i think uh the big thing here is like it, it just seems they nerfed the stone old towers and then the keeps um to be slower to build and i think i think it's because they end up being more like offensive than defensive right i think that's a, a big thing for these 
Yeah. Um, as well as boiling oil, which was one of the most powerful castle upgrades. Um, they added cost to it and they made it so it's just not, you know, the go-to every single time. It probably still will be, but it'll just take longer. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, I'm just seeing this now. They actually doubled the cost, which is pretty crazy. Well, th they essentially said this is what everyone's getting all the time. It's, it's a very powerful. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a very powerful upgrade. But wow, doubling the cost, um, that that's pretty massive. Um, some changes to geometry, but I'm not going to get that because that, that's getting to the weeds a bit. So I'm going to move on to Civ-specific uh, things here. Okay, so Abbasid uh, Dynasty. We already talked about Orchard bonus changing. Um, Camel Archer can move faster. However, the damage... Oh, and the damage has increased a lot. So essentially, they want this Camel units. For both Camel units, we want to make them be a bit more useful overall instead of niche counter units. So they made the Camel Archer a lot stronger and the Camel Rider a lot stronger for the Abbasid Dynasty. Um, the... Yeah, so they, they yeah. made them less niche so the the camel archer used to be very very powerful against spearmen so yeah. the damage bonus got reduced but to compensate mm -hmm. the overall damage got increased so they're a little bit better against everything except spearmen and then same and, logic mm -hmm. with the the camel rider uh yeah and maybe the upgrade's no a little just... sorry <laughs> yeah no i was just gonna say it's no longer like a niche anti-cavalry cavalry it's still better at fighting cavalry um than than non-cavalry but it's not it's not a niche unit anymore which is which is cool uh for sure and and another quick thing is they they reduce the cost of the upgrades for camels as well uh, and the the cost of the time um another big change here is you know in in the Abbasid dynasty you have um trading and military wings um and the big thing they've changed here is um they they add more options starting the fuel age so you can actually go into these wings and, and decide if you're kind of focusing more on getting upgrades for the military wing or uh or for the trading one yeah it looks like they've moved some stuff around uh yeah. in the different wings which is uh which is interesting it should shuffle the... <laughs> you might have to relearn the game again <laughs> yeah it, i mean it'll definitely shuffle up uh, build or build orders um Previously, it was very common to see Abbasid players just go economic wing and then get to a second or even a third town center. And then suddenly they have three cent three town centers pumping out villagers at 25 food per villager. Um, of course, you can you can punish that if you if you hit them hard with, with a military. But if you don't, then then that can really spiral very quickly. So I think they've addressed some of these very specific um very specific things for sure uh with that in mind we will now continue on to the chinese civ which also under, under, they, they like for this first season they're changing a lot like it's it's not yeah. just like one of those like update tweaks it's like yeah we're gonna try to change as much as possible and i think at this point in a game like that's what you do you just you change as much as possible and then try to balance again after um but uh yeah, they've increased the ancient techniques cost. Um, uh, and I think this is because essentially normally people grab the Song Dynasty and they get uh, they get a 10% bonus to gather rates and 20% for all resources, which just give them a great economic lead early on. So they increase the research time and the cost for that. Um, the... What? 
Okay, sorry, I need to read this one. Um, an insidious tax fraud scheme has been discovered. This is what they wrote, actually, the patch. Yeah, called. I saw that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> an insidious tax fraud scheme has been discovered by Internal Investigations Bureau. It has come to our attention that officials have been collecting taxes more often than permitted by imperial degree. An official reprimand has been issued and the guilty have been punished. Removals have been enacted to prevent the corruption from happening again in the future. Uh, so I guess this was some kind of bug. I'm not aware of what, what the issue was here, but... Uh, That's funny. Yeah. It'd be funny if they had to give us, like, in in history like in context like explanations for every change <laughs> yeah that would that wouldn't that wouldn't get you know difficult to justify i mean if it was like two changes they could do it but if it was the whole thing <laughs> yeah um but no that's pretty funny uh dynasty changes here um the uh yeah the big one here is actually the first one so previously when you went to a new dynasty your previous dynasty's units and buildings um got locked out you couldn't build those anymore they've actually changed that so, so you can you build can... so it's like by the end of the game you have all of them yeah exactly that's i mean that makes kind of sense because <laughs> yeah I, I, think, I, I think it's cool i think initially they wanted it to be like you would just keep changing to the one that you want and then you have to choose the right one for the late game but what i'm getting from this is like your choices are kind of getting you into the late game once you hit the late game you have all the tech available to you yeah, so that's assuming you go through all the all the dynasties, which is very expensive because you have to build all the wonders, um, all the landmarks. Sorry, um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's a good change uh, overall. Um, I mean, just just you know, logically, I think it makes sense. Although um, there are each dynasty does have its own bonuses as well. Like the Ming Dynasty has. Uh, oh, so those okay. bonuses won't change yeah so i think uh your bo- you'll lose your bonus which is um there's one for like cheaper or faster yeah, villager yeah. training time it it, it kind of like you kind of know early on like you kind of figure out pretty quickly what what you should or shouldn't be doing for those yeah um and then and then so yeah it's just now it's like you have to choose what your final bonus is going to be um but then you're going to be able to use at least all the tech which is which is a nice touch um i yeah. think is we can move on from from here the the chinese civ here uh, let's go to Del, uh, Delhi Sultanate. Um, their goad bonus got reduced uh, to kind of prevent them from snowballing early on. <laughs> they get so much gold. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, as we had said before, herbal medicine had been moved to Castle Age. Um, okay, <laughs> another another fun fun tidbit. Uh, no, for real this time, guys. Tower War Elephant has been renamed to Tower Elephant, so the name is more distinct from their cousin's war elephant there you go yeah because they had made that change but it it, it wasn't they quite didn't actually implement it only yeah. worked half the time <laughs> yeah it, it worked some of the time so <laughs> i guess there they fixed go. that uh fix, fix a bunch of other bugs uh yeah yeah other smaller changes there's a uh there's one little thing here there's a tower of victory uh that's yeah. one of the landmarks that no one ever gets they buffed it mm-hmm. um and uh and looks like they fixed some bugs so attack speed bonus increased from 15 to 20 percent which is nice which is pretty massive and i think that's that's permanent so if you move a a unit a military unit there for the rest of the game it has a 20 percent attack speed bonus uh which sounds insane actually so (laughs) we'll see how that plays out but right now the tower of victory is one of those landmarks that no one ever gets 
Yeah, it'd be interesting just like gathering all your units there and then going to the battle. <laughs> exactly. You set you that's exactly right. You set all your your rally points next to the Tower of Victory so you, all your units automatically get um, Interesting. Get, get the I, that's cool. That's pretty cool, pretty critical. Yeah, so I uh, think uh, hopefully mm -hmm. we'll see this landmark some more because 20% sounds like a lot. It it does. It does. Uh English men at arms tr uh, train time reduced from 22 to 15, so they want you to be able to flood. <laughs> yes, uh, and as they long increased... as you have the food. That's right, and they increase their armor as well. Um, so it looks like uh, they're they're encouraging some early early aggression with the the vanguard men at arms from the English. Well, I, and I think as well, kind of it it seems to me, uh, yeah. So early game too, but it might be. I mean, I wonder if 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 at some point, you know, having a sieve that like everything costs a lot, but it's it's relatively quick to make, might be like a good late game sieve things to play around like to, to me the biggest thing is like tech switches like are those possible right where you just have like this one thing and they completely change to this other thing but you have enough upgrades to actually do so that's always something that, yeah. I, that i'd love to see them play around with um but yeah, yeah uh and another sorry if i may another thing here the abbey of kings another landmark that you don't see anymore got buffed as or don't see period um <laughs> got buffed so uh maybe uh i mean we'll see i don't think i still don't think it's as good as the council hall but it's something there you go uh, they're just trying to make every like a, that's a nice thing when you are making these giant changes overhauls is like the things that aren't touched at all you can be like okay let's try it let's just try to give people incentives to use them yeah and it's really uh, cool that you know all these different landmarks um have all these unique effects and you and they're exclusive unless you're chinese of course so you have to pick which one you want um but it's a little bit boring when one is obviously superior to the other and and you only ever see that one landmark so nerfing powerful landmarks or buffing weak landmarks uh is good because um like i mentioned earlier it, it shuffles the meta around it it changes build orders um it, it's good for the game i think nice um Another quick change here, setup camp can no longer be triggered while in combat. So this is essentially like they have a fantasy for this to they want they want you to be able to relax when you set up camp. Yeah. Uh, so that's they right. don't they they want they want it they want to uh keep the facade intact, I guess. Uh which is nice. Uh I'm gonna move on to the French. They don't have much at all here. Uh the Ar Arbal Trier. <laughs> yeah, the, the Ar uh, Arbalester. Uh, it's an armor blaster. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ability now now increases armor by f uh, plus five instead of setting armor to five. So essentially, uh, you'll have a little more uh, by the end of it. But that's that's a really small tweak. So they must they must think the French are, are probably the, probably the control group. <laughs> yeah, French don't have many changes at all. Uh, so I wonder I wonder how that'll play out. Um, the uh, Holy Roman Empire here. Um, oh, okay. Yes. This is this is pretty big. Regnet's Cathedral is one of those landmarks that's an uh, it's infamous for you know everyone always picks this. It mm -hmm. got nerfed and nerfed pretty heavily uh which is good. So maybe a little bit less Regnet's Regnet's Cathedral going forward. Oh there you go. Um also the Burgraf Palace produces infantry 400% faster instead of training units in batches of 5. Um which is kind of interesting but i mean i guess it i guess this means out, yeah it, it comes out to be the same but but no it, but yes. i mean over you know over the course of x amount of time 
you're still going to get the same amount of units. It's just instead of getting them in batches of five, you're going to get them in ones, but five times faster. It, so, so there's going to be some weird case where like, because of this change, you having the, the two or three units there instead of the five helps you out. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I, I guess to reinforce, it'll be good. If you have like a continuous attack and you want to keep reinforcing it, it, it technically would mean those soldiers get there earlier as long as you have like a prolonged battle of attrition. Um, but if you need actually five soldiers to, to swing it, then I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things that fascinate me. It's like what, what went into thinking this, but uh, there you go. Yeah. I uh, think, I think it's cool. It also says here, it, it also works for techs. So your barracks technologies are researched um, 400% faster. I think Ooh. this is the real selling point. Got this it, can got be it. massive because the HRE have some very powerful um, infantry-based technologies. Um, and if you can research those five times faster, then you can you can do a, a timing attack and catch your opponent off guard that way. You know, they think you're going for, um, you know, Regnitz Cathedral and, and hunting relics on the map. But no, you're actually producing a lot of infantry and getting all these techs very quickly. So, um, yeah, interesting, go. interesting changes. Minework Palace, uh, same kind of thing. Um, it's another one of those. Uh, I think it's the Age 2 landmark. It acts as a blacksmith. Again, one of those landmarks you don't really see. Got a big buff um, in this patch as well, which is good. Yeah, and it's, it seems like they also uh, were changing some of these uh, along with marching drills. Uh, they're hoping to make it so that more prelates were in your main army. So that's that's what a host of these changes are for. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of scroll down. Is there anything else here that sticks out to you from the... Uh, HRE or should uh, I nope. on the Mongols? Uh, Mongols uh, textiles improved has been added to the town center available in the castle age. Uh, so this is intended to help Mongols defend from raids later in the game as they have no heaps of walls. So okay, that's interesting. Um, because, okay, so textiles is the tech that improves uh, villager HP. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought it was the one. I think I might be wrong. It was the one tech that didn't have an improved version. So where you yeah. spend stone to improve the tech looks like they've added it so you can actually get the tankiest villagers in the game by the yeah and essentially the idea is because you're nomadic people and then then uh yeah you have, it, it, it makes sense historically as well as one tries <laughs> um yeah uh yeah mongol landmark can be now packed while on maximum population uh interesting uh yeah so <laughs> this is i don't know if this is intentional if this is a, a bug or a feature <laughs> but I've, I've noticed this when i'm maxed out as mongols 200 out of 200 um can't move your i, I can't i can't unpack buildings the thing which, is which is that weird. It, it, that actually makes complete sense to me does it it doesn't make sense to me so no, no 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 no. it makes complete sense to me uh from a uh i guess historical perspective <laughs> Because you've now you've you are no longer a nomadic people. You've you've achieved the population limit, and therefore you are now a town. <laughs> no, no. But, I mean, I mean, you can pack them, but you can't unpack them. Oh, okay. Then, then never mind. You have so, to like use a unit. No, no. no I, I understand. Really I understand. There was a bug, um, but I, I was just laughing at. But I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a bug or or not. I, um, I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. Like I'm maxed out, and I want to unpack my my gur, and I'm like, why can't I unpack it? Okay, I don't know do if so. it's like if it uses up a population slot when it's 
packed. I don't know. That's how I think of it anyway. Uh, regardless, uh, there you go. Um, any any other things from Mongols stick out to you? Uh, no, a couple of um, nerfs here and there. But we can we can probably we can uh, probably keep keep it moving. Yeah, looks good. I think. Uh, and then Roost, the Warrior Monk weapon range increased from 1.15 to 3. I'm just going to keep going with the Warrior Monk charge weapon range increased from 2.5 to 3. So they're definitely trying to buff Warrior Monks. This is interesting because it looks like Warrior Monks can now attack from behind other units to keep them safe. Ooh. Which is cool because, yeah, Warrior Monks always, they're like a cavalry monk that's melee. So they always charge to the front. And they immediately die, and they're expensive. So this is this is a nice uh, remedy to that. All right. Um, yeah. No, that's nice. Uh, I'm seeing here as well the horse archer precision technology range reduce. Uh, so horse archer precision. So uh, it's our attention that horse archers are countered by archers being speedy. Then getting this upgrade to outrange archers means unit counters in Imperial were too limited. So, so essentially, um, the horse archer precision. I think that what they're trying to do is not let you just fight. Like, if you have an, a group of archers and you end up fighting against these horse archers, you should be winning. And they're trying to make sure that happens. Yeah, uh, they've. they've <laughs> you reduced... should be able to kite. <laughs> other... that, that's right. They've reduced the ability for. That's exactly right. They've reduced the ability for horse archers to kite other archers by nerfing their range uh which is good because assuming you devote you know all your attention to micro and your micro is perfect you can out maneuver anything as a as a cavalry archer uh unit so decreasing the range is one way to solve that there you go uh one thing i'd yeah. like to talk about very quickly banded arms um, I believe this is their unique tech that increases the springold range. Um, so they had the longest, the Roos had the longest springolds, uh, longest range springolds in the game, and they could snipe other siege weapons from way out, and uh, it was pretty boring to watch. So they've nerfed that, so you're only slightly longer range than than your other. Civ, uh, there you go. yeah yeah because once again i think first. they're just trying to, they're trying to nurse siege in general uh for yeah the game. um all right real quick here uh golden gate trade buttons have been real code to match markets um sure and golden gate no longer shares double click selection with markets that is interesting to me if they've relocated the buttons to match but they're no longer i've never noticed this myself but this seems like a quality of life change Okay, um, maybe it's like the is there certain upgrades that, that I imagine you can get the Golden Gate you can't get at the markets. Or so something? the, uh, no, it's not that. It's the Golden Gate is a market that gives you very good trade rates, and those accumulate over time. So, um, like I, I don't know, I don't have an example, but uh, if you have your market, you're selling food, for example, to get gold. Well, if you were to do the same thing at the at the Golden Gate, um, selling food for gold, you would get a lot more gold. That's the the benefit of mm. the. So, so just by by being able to select these specifically, you're going. Yeah. Better, so better if you prices. double click your market, you don't accidentally use up the the charge on the Golden Gate because the Golden Gate selling or buying or selling um, limit is yeah, yeah. bounded by these these charges that that replenish every, every so often. I don't know if that makes sense, but basically, no, you no, can't, no, I got it, I got it. Yeah, yeah you can't continually sense. like sell your food. You have to wait 
for that sell button to to appear again gotcha and the last big thing here and i'm not going to go over every single specific change but they essentially nerf the lodia fishing ship uh rush what you're able to do is once you hit feudal these uh these fishing ships would convert into attack ships um and so they've they've just made it made it you can't do that rush anymore that's that's what they've done um it's it's pretty silly it's pretty silly. Uh, I think there we'll, we'll, we'll leave it off. Uh, we got we got a good chunk in here. We talked about it a bunch. Um, I think we might actually do another show if we can get the chance in a week or two. Uh, may, maybe two. Um, but I'm just saying with... Uh, actually, no. Who, who knows what our schedules are going to be? But I do want to get another show in once we've actually tried uh, some ranked games after the patch. I'm planning to play some games uh, with this with this season one. See how, see how I match up and see how I fare. Uh, so um yeah maybe maybe once we have a little more experience with the actual new feeling of the game uh we can come back and talk about it does that sound good to you matt yeah absolutely i'm a big sucker for uh cosmetic changes and rewards so (laughs) you're uh, here for it (laughs) yeah i'm i'm all for it amazing uh also uh just a quick quick kind of announcement note um we do have the latest king of the castle up on our youtube uh page which i'll link in the description below uh, so you can go check us out there and, and watch the latest uh, King of the Castle tournament matches. Um, anyway, from uh, myself and Matt, I hope all of you have a good one. We'll see you when we see you. Peace. Peace.